Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what to do in situations where a student presents with some challenging behavior And the only recommendation that you're receiving from others within the building is to build a relationship with that student. This can be a really challenging situation to be in when you're looking for support from other personnel in the building and you're continually getting the same recommendation of building a relationship with the student. It can be really frustrating. So let's first talk about the importance of relationships within a school setting. Relationships are the foundation for everything. Building relationships with your students and within your classroom by creating that positive classroom culture is essential to the success within your classroom. It is definitely the foundation that we build off of when challenging behaviors occur. So right now we have a general understanding that you're working on relationships, that you're building relationships, and that you have strategies in place to build relationships within your classroom. We're now going to acknowledge that that's not always enough to change or assist with challenging behavior. It's really important to acknowledge this and hopefully other members of your building or other teams that you're bringing these concerns to are understanding and can acknowledge this as well. The fact is, relationships aren't always enough to change challenging behavior. This is a situation that you will likely find yourself in at some point in your career. So I want to provide you with three strategies of what you can do to advocate for more support for your students. The very first thing to do is document all of the interventions that you have in place. This can be easily done through just a checklist of general interventions that you have set up in your classroom, such as antecedent strategies that you incorporate into your classroom, relationship building strategies, and any strategies that you use to create that positive classroom environment and climate. You want this list so when you go to the meeting and you're talking about the behavior that is occurring in your classroom, you already have a go-to list of things that you are currently doing in your classroom or things that you've tried in your classroom to help with the challenging behavior. A lot of times what I see is teachers come to a meeting and have tried several strategies but don't have them documented. Therefore, they leave with the request to document that strategy and come back within a couple of weeks. I don't think I even have to acknowledge how frustrating that can be when you know you've tried many strategies. If you have a nice check chart of all the interventions that you regularly do within your classroom, you just check off all the boxes and say, hey, these are the things I've attempted. You're more than welcome to come observe me doing these strategies. I think that this student needs additional supports to be successful. If you're looking for some different strategies to try in your classroom, I have a completely free behavior intervention guide linked in the description of this podcast. It's 20 pages of different strategies you can try to address a variety of different behaviors. And there's examples of how to implement these strategies across different grade levels included in that guide. So click on the link, download it now, and add those strategies to your check chart if you need additional ideas in your toolbox. The next thing I would do is advocate for more support. 
And what I mean by additional support would be tier two level interventions or tier three if that's appropriate based on the challenging behavior that you're experiencing. It is important to remember that tier two level interventions are typically done in a small group format, and this often can take place either in the classroom or take place out of the classroom. What I would do in a meeting with either your MTSS team or your RTI team, depending on how that is set up in your building, is request additional support in the form of a tier two or tier three level intervention. If it's determined that a tier two intervention is the next step, what I would do is then ask for someone to help assist with that intervention whether that be a school psychologist, a school counselor, a behavior support specialist, anyone else in the building that has additional knowledge on explicitly teaching different behavioral skills to come and help you set up a system in which you can utilize a tier two small group format. This might look like someone coming into your classroom a couple of times, running a few groups and modeling how that can look. They might also help you set up a small group format in your classroom. It might also look like the student being pulled out of your classroom to receive additional support from the school psychologist, school counselor, or behavior support specialist, or whoever in your building runs small group interventions. If it's determined that a tier three level intervention might be appropriate, the team might decide to conduct a functional behavior assessment and write a behavior intervention plan. This will likely be done by somebody in the building that has training about functional behavior assessments and behavior intervention plans. You can advocate for this type of plan in a meeting that you have with the team of people that assists with these levels of support in your building. The last thing I would do would be to advocate for feasible interventions to be implemented within your classroom. After you've documented your interventions and advocated for tier two or tier three level support that involves explicitly teaching skills that our students might be lagging in in order for them to engage in appropriate behavior in your classroom, I would then ask for assistance in implementing those interventions feasibly within your classroom. Don't be afraid to ask for support or ask for someone to come in and provide assistance or model what it could look like in your classroom. This shows that you're open to implementing different interventions and you're also open to additional support from other personnel within your building. Hopefully utilizing these three strategies will increase the level of support for your student. A lot of times it might take a while for teams to acknowledge that building relationships is not the only strategy that can be used to assist with challenging behavior. Additionally, hopefully your team through this process will be able to acknowledge that despite having a great relationship with a student, if a student has lagging skills, they may engage in challenging behavior and we need to be able to provide the levels of support they need to be successful in our classrooms. I really hope this episode was helpful. Try out some of these strategies and let me know how they work for you over on Instagram at Teaching Behavior Together. Don't forget to download that completely free 20-page behavior intervention guide in the description of this podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening and I'll chat with you soon.